Today, unemployment wobbles higher in January, but don't expect quick rate cuts. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analysis, where I'm post, covering finance and property news. Well, last month, Australian employment surprisingly tumbled, and that snapped four months of gains and sent the currency lower as traders boosted wages on the Reserve Bank switching to policy easing this year. The economy then shed 65,100 rolls and led by the biggest monthly drop in full-time employment since the height of the pandemic. But unemployment held at 3.9%, cushioned by a sharp fall in the number of workers seeking jobs. And now we get the next update from the ABS, which shows that the economy added just 500 rolls in January, confounding expectations again for a 25,000 gain. And well shy of numbers needed to hold down the jobless rate, so unemployment advanced to 4.1% from 3.9%, while the participation rate was steady and the number of people considered officially unemployed increased by 22,000. This is another sign of moderation in job demand, said Diana Mercer, Deputy Chief Economist at AMP. I still don't think, though, that you can justify a near-term rate cut right now because the labour market still looks tighter than before the pandemic. It's loosened, but not enough to get worried about. And NAB's Tapper Strickland noted that the labour market was still tight and said that the central bank would likely wait for next month's data before drawing any firm conclusions. If the lift in the unemployment rate is sustained, then that would suggest a softening in the labour market is occurring faster than the RBA's track, which could give the RBA greater confidence in their forecast of inflation heading back to the midpoint of the band, he said. But frankly, the number wanging is all over the shop. Before we look at the detail, some important general points. The ABS January Labour Force survey was run in two weeks from Sunday the 31st of December to Saturday the 13th of January and collected over the period from the 7th of January to Saturday the 27th of January. So it's right in the middle of peak summer holidays. And they also said that flooding in Queensland in January 24 resulted in some disruption to the operations of the Labour Force survey, although they thought there was sufficient data coming in, so imputation was not required. And they also, of course, continued to phase in new information from the 21 census, with sample selection from the new sample being phased in over eight months from September last year to April 2024 even though, of course, strong migration since then has further boosted the working population. And finally, ongoing and incoming sample groups had quite different characteristics, with the December outgoing group reporting an unemployment rate of 3.7% compared with the 4.8% for the January incoming group. So there are, to my mind, a few questions about the veracity of the data, and as a result, I don't expect this reading to heavily influence the potential date of an RBA rate cut. Anyway, now let's look at the detail. The ABS reported that the seasonally adjusted unemployment rate rose by 0.1 percentage points to 4.1% in January, with employment remaining stable and the number of unemployed increasing by 22,000 people, the unemployment rate rose to 4.1%. 
This was the first time in two years since January 2022 that the unemployment rate has been above 4%. But similar to January 2022 and 2023, the increase in the unemployment rate in January 24 coincided with a higher than usual number of people who were not employed, but who said that they will be starting or returning to work in the future. And while there were more unemployed people in January, there were also more unemployed people who were expecting to start a job in the next four weeks, the ABS said. This may be an indication of a changing seasonal dynamic within the labour market around when people start working after the summer holiday period. In January 2022, 2023 and 2024, around 5% of people who are not employed were attached to a job, compared with around 4% in the January surveys prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. And the city adjusted participation rate remains steady at 66.8%, and the employment to population ratio fell 0.1 percentage points to 64.1%. Both of these rates were still close to their recent historical highs and well above their pre-pandemic levels. Seasonally adjusted monthly hours worked did fall by 2.5% in January. January, of course, is a popular month for people to take annual leave. Compared with January surveys before the pandemic, we again saw a higher proportion of employed people working no hours because they were on leave. And we've seen a similar pattern in recent January surveys, which may point to further changes in the labour market dynamics around the summer holiday period, the ABS said. The fall in hours worked in January continued the general slowing since the middle of 2023. Since October 2023, in fact, the annual growth rate in hours worked has slowed considerably down to 0.7% in January 2024 and well below the annual employment growth of 2.6%, the ABS said. The seasonally adjusted underemployment rate rose 0.1 percentage points to 6.6%. And while this was 0.8 percentage points higher than the recent low in February 2023, it was still 2.1 percentage points lower than March 2020. The underutilisation rate, which combines the unemployment and underemployment rate, rose 0.3 percentage points to 10.7%. And this was 1.4 percentage points higher than its recent low of 9.3% in November 2022. But 3.2 percentage points lower than before the pandemic. Across the states, seasonally adjusted unemployment was highest in Tasmania at 4.5% and lowest in Victoria at 3.9% and also in the Northern Territory at the same rate. Finally, in January, the trend unemployment rate remained at 3.9%. Employment grew by 7,000 people or 0.1% and hours worked fell by 0.5 percentage points in January in trend terms. The employment to population ratio fell 0.1 percentage points to 64.1% in January, while the participation rate fell 0.1 percentage points to 66.8%. The underemployment rate remained at 6.6% and the underutilisation rate rose 0.1 percentage points to 10.5%. So in trend terms, the growth in employment has slowed since March 2023. The growth in hours worked has also slowed since March and has been negative since July 2023, the ABS said. The increasing unemployment and underemployment rates since late 2022, along with the recent falls in the participation rate and the employment to population ratio, all point to a slowing labour market during 2023 and 2024, they said. However, 
It's important to remember that this slowing follows a particularly tight labor market during 2022 to 2023. Now, the Australian dollar and bond yields fell after the jobless rate ticked up more than expected, reigniting hopes of an early interest rate cut by the Reserve Bank. The RBA is counting on a softening of the labor market to bring inflation back to its 2 to 3% target. And the Thursday's employment data did go some way towards achieving that. The RBA has been forecasting unemployment to rise to 4.2% by June and 4.3% by the end of the year. The soft and expected report sent three-year bond yields down three basis points to 3.75%, and the 10-year return slipped just one basis point to 4.17%. The market is now fully priced for the Reserve Bank to start easing in September, one day after bond traders had pushed out rate expectations to December. The market is always going to react to each piece of data for the next couple of months at least, said Mr Strickland, head of market economics at National Australia Bank. It's swinging between central banks who will cut on slowing growth and easy inflation and any challenge to that view. The Aussie reaction was indicating more scepticism about the numbers than the rate market, said Sean Kello, a senior currency strategist at Westpac, citing the typical summer anomalies in the job figures. It is right not to get too excited about either the December or the January report, given the massive seasonality, he said. RBA Governor Michelle Bullock said at a parliamentary hearing on Thursday that services inflation overseas and in Australia was elevated and the central banks are watching closely the developments offshore because they may have implications at home. More on that in a future post. And credit ratings agency Moody's Analytics is particularly worried with economist Sarah Tan predicting high immigration would no longer result in strong employment growth. Cracks are emerging in the Aussie labour market, she said. Borrowers since May 2022 have copped a 69% surge in the monthly mortgage repayments, hitting areas in southwest Sydney where homes typically cost more than $1 million. We expect employment to make gains in 2024. However, a rising population is likely to outweigh those gains, resulting in a higher unemployment rate. We expect the unemployment rate to reach 4.5% by the end of 2024. And should that prediction materialise, Australia would have 666,000 unemployed people in the labour force of 14.8 million. Now, Treasurer Jim Chalmers said the rise in the unemployment rate was an inevitable consequence of the RBA's rate hikes, higher inflation and economic uncertainty. We've seen in job ads, we've seen it in the way that hours have come off, that our labour market has been weakening from a really quite incredibly strong and resilient base, he said. Now, it's worth remembering that the economy needs to regenerate around 33,000 new jobs a month just to keep the unemployment rate from rising on an unchanged participation rate thanks to high migration. And at present, we are running well below those levels. And the unemployment rate is on a clear upward trend, said CBA's Gareth Ed. And he doesn't expect rate cuts to come before September, but AMP's chief economist Shane Oliver told ABC News that he thought the RBA could be forced to cut as soon as June. But the bottom line is this. These numbers are relatively meaningless, and yet politicians and market participants are all overreacting. Again, it's number wanging at its best.
I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching, and I'll see you again next time.